0: This is Passing for Normal, conversations with authors, artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMO seeds you'll ever read. But mostly, it's about everyday courage and what it takes to get there in your own personal, even unconventional way. So join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action while at the same time, passing for normal. Today
1: we're talking with the renowned writer, teacher, and healer, Dina Metzger. Hi, Dina. Hello. Hi. So Dina, thank you so much for talking to me today. You know, I could fill this entire half hour listing your visions and accomplishments, but I just want to say a few things about you um, so everyone knows um, the amazing things that you do and who you are. Dina Metzger is a poet, novelist, essayist, storyteller, teacher, healer, and medicine woman who has taught and counseled for over 40 years, in the process of which she has developed therapies, healing stories which creatively address life-threatening diseases spiritual and emotional crises as well as community political and environmental disintegration through using story as a form of knowing and healing she conducts training groups on spiritual creative political and ethical aspects of healing and peacemaking drawing deeply on alliances with spirit indigenous teachings and many wisdom traditions She is the author of many books of essays, poetry, and fiction, including her most recent novel, La Negra y Blanca, the 2012 Penn Oakland Josephine Miles Award for Excellence in Literature. And personally, Dina, you've been my teacher and mentor and friend for over 24 years.
2: One of my great pleasures.
1: Yeah, and you've helped inspire me um, for the values that I hold and that we hold together. So, I know that one of the ways that you're carrying out um this work as a healer and as a as a vision holder is through uniting Western medicine with indigenous um, with indigenous traditions um, and that you are still in uh, your revisioning medicine council. so I know you're just you're still in this, and so can you talk to me about what's going on there, what you have been doing
2: well. Um, I I understood a long time ago that um, medicine is a culture and um that the way we practice medicine determines the way our society and culture lives and its values and that is true in any culture uh, across the world um that the the ideas that are contained in medicine or medical practice are the ideas that enter into the culture and give us our our values and our reflexes and our responses and um and so i have been deeply concerned with um western medicine practice because mm-hmm. it has stopped being a healing way and um and and so many well let's say in 2004 I gave a talk to uh the American Holistic Medical Association and uh one of the questions that I was asking at that time was can we create a medicine that does no harm mm-hmm. and that question took people down to the core mm. um and mm. You know it was a great honor, as you might imagine um to stand before um i don't know how many five hundred a thousand physicians and um uh, and speak to them about um the depth of their of their practice and remind them how they had wanted to be healers
1: mm-hmm. and
2: encourage them to speak their grief about what has happened uh, with the way that we have institutionalized um, medical ways and the way that the uh, pharmaceuticals and, um, you know, just going on and on with what has taken over medicine. Um, and it was great privilege. And since then, I've been asking that question. In that talk, I, I started out saying that we were addressing two patients, and the first patient was Western medicine itself, mm-hmm. and yeah. the second patient was the earth. Uh-huh. And so now, ten years later, in this gathering of uh, physicians did not expect, because when we meet someone who has an illness, we don't know what's going to be behind that illness, and so it happened time and time again in these days that we've been together that we have been addressing um, the poisoning of the earth, and uh, the poisoning of the earth. only healthy lives but healing lives and that the way we live our lives brings healing to each other and to the earth and all its creatures
1: yes well you've always been uh, incredibly uh, poetic and, and outspoken voice for the earth and and the creatures the animals and the ancestors and the spirits and um, you have such a uh beautiful way of holding all of this together of really look of really being in the relationship of all of these things that we're talking about and um and I hear what you're saying it's that this this that is health right health is the wholeness that comes
2: that health is the wholeness that comes and my belief is because of my experience not because anyone told me to believe this but my belief is my my recognition is that spirit, whether you however you call it how whatever names, whatever forms you find spirit or divinity in, that spirit wants to heal and mm-hmm. spirit brings us together if we pay attention so that for example, um a physician uh came to this circle, came for the first time and at the end of the, of the third day, he said, Oh, my God, I was always aware, I am always exquisitely aware of the effects of the medicines I'm using on the patients who come to me. I care about them a lot, and I want to protect them as best as I can from negative side effects. But I never thought about the effect of the earth. I never thought about it. And that evening he happened to bring a patient of his for us to work with, and the patient told the story of uh being in a in a ward where people are being given chemo, and you go into the bathroom and the sign says, "Please flush twice so the chemicals will not damage the toilet."
1: oh uh-huh, but
2: where are they
1: Where going?
2: are they going? <laughs> and Where what are they, are they going to do? Mm-hmm. So, some of the changes that are required have to do with awareness. Yeah. And have to do with extending our awareness of what is good or bad for us to what is good and bad for everyone.
1: That's right.
2: There's no separation. There's no separation. So... um the The Native people of this country the the first people uh and in particular in this instance, the Lakota Sioux people, have a phrase which they say after anything that's sacred or important in the way we say blessings, and they say "Metakya Yasin, all my relations or all our relations mm-hmm. when we develop the ability to think. All my relations before we act at any time, mm-hmm. everything will be changed, extending concern and compassion to everything and everyone
1: yes, well, do you- and do you also believe that the earth has the power to heal herself?
2: I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know if she can survive our onslaught. Mhm, we are horrific killers, and every day we develop more weapons that attack others and attack the earth simultaneously. So the person that this physician brought for, to us uh, f- to explore healing, to explore what his story was, um, he wasn't in the room two minutes before I looked at a a physician who was sitting in circle with us, and she looked at me, and I said, "Agent Orange," mm-hmm. and and the patient said, "Yes, yes, I am suffering from Agent Orange. I have testified about this. I have testified uh, testified about the effect upon me and the effect upon the people who were in my platoon and the." F- the effect of the people who, um, the Vietnamese, but Agent Orange is not listed in his medical records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we create things like Agent Orange, or as you know deeply, GMO seeds,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I don't know if the Earth will recover from what we 're doing unless we all gather and make concerted efforts to change our ways,
1: yes, yes, and um going back to this this man in the circle who um whose illness was brought on perhaps or contributed by Agent Orange, I know that in the way that you that you view people and that you view um illness that also recorded in his system is how he got agent orange the war in which he the war in which he fought where he was exposed right. and all of the um all of all of that damage not just the the chemical the chemical right. is there but but taking it all the way down the line right
2: all the way down the line so of course, we're talking about Vietnam now. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the things that he talked about was the death of, there were nine people that, that were together uh, during the war, and um, uh, three are left, and six died, and they all died of cancer, and which he also attributes to Agent Orange, and everything else. You're absolutely yes. right, everything else. And all the other young. poisons and the grief.
1: And the grief. So um, you have lived, um, you've spent a life in story and in valuing story and in teaching others how to identify their story and value their story and bring it forward. And so um, I know, without you even saying, that that story and healing story is also a part of this revisioning medicine.
2: That's right. Because we sat with people until their stories emerged, and um and a story is also a path that is when you find out the story you're in, then you can see where you need to go that might help you heal and um and so, with this particular person um what became clear from various things that he said that would be that he would might be helped to heal if if he could be supported by the community in speaking out
1: mm-hmm.
2: about what it what, what it is that he saw and what it is that he suffered and what it is that he knows, but not only speaking out also, and this came out of the story, going back the old ways which the native people hold um that singing is a medicine mm. and so it's not only protest it's also singing
1: singing yeah you and, know i'm thinking i'm thinking about Pete Seeger who recently uh, who we recently lost who um who brought song into um you know in who brought song into protest, into speaking out, into singing, into singing out. I was just reminded of of Pete Seeger when you said that. Yes.
2: And as it happens, because singing to the earth turns out to be in the field, various things have happened or have come to me in the last weeks where I have had the occasion to send people out, to sing to the earth, mm, beautiful. That's their meditation practice.
1: Beautiful.
2: And and so you asked earlier, can the can the earth feel? And mm-hmm. I I said I didn't know, but I also wanted to say that as long as it seems to me, there are signs that gather us or give us instruction or show us how to walk that we never could have thought of ourselves, Mm -hmm. then it says to me, the spirits are with us, and they're telling us, if you shift, everything can heal.
1: Yes, yes. I really do believe that everything can heal, and I do believe that the earth can regenerate if given enough nourishment and and attention and freedom from the onslaught, right? You know, just like a person, if they are, if they are freed from the onslaught of their illness, or even sometimes of the, you know, in the case of cancer, of the medicines that are designed to, to um, cure their illness, that that the body has a wisdom, and that the earth, the earth body has a wisdom and a mechanism to repair if only we would assist or just or just leave her alone <laughs> you know not 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 um not create this onslaught of poisoning as you're saying
2: and what felt true once again in this council is that we can Begin to learn again the ways of healing that are not only good for the person they're also good for the earth
1: that's right and
2: and they're good for each other. so I think you've heard me say many times, uh, healing is contagious <laughs> <laughs> because if you if you find the life that's good for you to heal um, that life it those principles are going to be good for everyone around you.
1: Yes, they are.
2: And and so healing also extends beyond the individual. And often when I work with people who have life-threatening illness, um, you know, I, I, I say, if you find the healing way, that will be an offering to the future and to everyone around you now. So to find the healing ways for an individual are also good for the world.
1: That's right. And you were saying that healing takes place in community. Definitely. And that it is carried by the community. And I think one of the one of the um oh gosh, you know, one of the, the main signs of dis ease is isolation. Right. And whether it's isolation of a person or whether it's isolation you know, it's the fragmentation of um the earth. Um that that community is the antidote to isolation and that is what promotes healing or that is what allows an environment for healing to take place for it to spread and be shared and carried and i know you're doing this with the um with the dare circles that you hold and pretty much with everything you do you're always gathering people
2: you're always <laughs> gathering
1: people together right <laughs> yeah
2: yes uh, you know, I, I'm always looking around, okay, that person needs to speak to that person because if they do, something new will occur. Yes. And so we were um, 22 people uh, over this President's uh, Weekend, and uh, we only thought one person was going to be sort of the volunteer patient, but it turned out we had at least three official and then more people coming at the end. Um but if you can imagine, you have an illness, you haven't been able to find the way to heal it, you're, you're afraid, um, uh, and suddenly instead of being locked up in a, in a small office, often without a window, with a physician you don't know, um, if instead of that you're in a circle of people and you're telling your story, and it's not shameful to be ill it's nothing you did wrong it's what happens to all of us and speaking about your condition with with these people who care it's an entirely different world and so time after time whether it was a physician or a um or a patient uh, they said Oh, my God, what it is to be in community. Now, when I say a physician or a patient, you must also understand that one of our patients was a physician, is a physician. <laughs> good, good. <job. laughs> yeah, right? All that hierarchy leaves. Yes, we're, of course. We're all people together. We're all trying to learn what healing is. And the power of love is indescribable. In its positive, real effects.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And,
2: you know, you you take that in a in, in a certain way. In Donnie and Ursula, where you know, if these people hadn't found each other and tried to learn how to love, the healing that they were trying to bring to the world would never have happened.
1: That's right. That's right. It's all it's all about love, and and what um, what fuels that are what we are willing to do in the name of love. Right. You know how far we are willing to reach or extend or contact or touch. You know, in the name of love, which is really about you know overcoming one's fears. Right. 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 You know how just the ability to overcome your fears and. Um, just speaking of that, you know, you are someone who um, have been so brave in your life. <laughs> you have done so many pioneering things, and you have led. You have led people. Um, you know, I happen to be. I'm looking right now at this at the uh, picture from the tree poster of you, uh-huh. with your arms spread to the open sky, and one breast. Has been removed and replaced. The scar has been um, decorated with a vine, and this you, this happened when in the early 70s, mid 70s. 1977. 1977. And how many women have taken inspiration and permission from that image of you putting yourself out there naked? <laughs> Talk about being naked! You were <laughs> naked out there and as a matter of fact you know a couple months ago i was looking on facebook and there was a an image of a woman who had a similar thing you know on her mastectomy scar she had tattooed and i thought oh you know if dina hadn't done that she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to do that we wouldn't have this this permission in our vocabulary and so i want to know how is it that you are so brave
2: Because I don't think of it as brave. (laughs) Um, It's just um, well, I could say you know why not is one of the the, one of the (laughs) wisdom statements that I carry. Oh, here's a good idea. Should we do this? Why not? Yeah. But the other is when you know, and I have been so fortunate really to be guided by spirit and, and and to be guided by what I know that spirit is so benevolent and so kind and so awesome um, and, and so when these ideas come to me um, I feel excitement because I know that if they if they work if we can pull this off to benefit the world its goodness is going to come.
1: Mhm.
2: And um you know I did I, I, I did have a difficult time as 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 I think you know when I when I was fired in 1969 from a tenured teacher yes. position in a community college for teaching a poem um <laughs> that I had written and yeah. uh, and I wasn't as um uh, then i was courageous then i was courageous and when i decided that i would go to court and fight for academic freedom and for the rightness of the of the lesson that i that i had given um i remember the moment when i walked up to the podium there was a big rally in in the gymnasium on my behalf and there were 2000 people there and i had been a very very shy Teacher very you, I' hard didn't,
1: to imagine, but okay.
2: I didn't know when I walked into the classroom for the first time, I said to myself, Tina, you better write your name on the board right now because if you don't do it now, you will never have the courage to do it <laughs> <laughs> and And my hands were shaking. so when this occurred? after my third year of teaching and, and I was tenured um, and there was the rally and it was my turn to speak and as I walked to the podium I said to myself or I heard myself say whatever happens now will change your life if this goes well your life will be changed and mm-hmm. if it doesn't it'll be another path you know? um fortunately or unfortunately it was very successful that's all yeah. yeah. and my life changed and then it was clear and maybe all of us have the opportunity to come onto the earth to be born um in order to to make a change um in order to bring benefit. I think we all have that opportunity for whatever reason it wasn't mm-hmm. an, and it wasn't remains an obsession for me I really love this planet and I love all the creatures and and so I live on their behalf because there's no difference between living on their behalf and living on my behalf that's that's the important thing
1: right right right
2: so and- when I know that women's lives have been changed by that poster, how could I even hesitate for a moment? I mean, so many, many women's lives in so many countries. It's on the cover in a book in Japan. I mean, (laughs) across the
1: world. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why not? Why not? Why not? So, you know you and you inspire so many people so is that what you would if someone is coming to you to to find out how do i how do i step towards my healing how do i step towards making change how do i step towards working on behalf of the world would you just say why not what would you, what would you say you no know, i
2: would say that everyone is given medicine or gifts. Medicine and in, in, in the way that native people talk about medicine. Medicine is is your power and your energy and your gift and your beauty and, and your possibility. And and I would say find out what that is and and offer it. Mm. And that will make the difference. You know, it, it it's like when writers come to me, you know, I say find your voice Don't listen to how it's supposed to be. What's your voice? What is the story you must tell? What's the story that's been given to you? Um, What are the ways that you know you must speak this? is in in conversation with a reader always if i'm reading a book that really deeply moves me that means the writer has spoken words right into my heart and i'm being changed and and fulfilled and enlightened through those words so that's a very profound intimate relationship yes Yes, yes. Right? So we're surrounded by writers who are are attempting it. That's what always mattered to me, teaching these classes where we come together as a real community. And after a while, and sometimes not such a long while, we really love each other. Yes. (laughs) And we care about each other, and we're thrilled by each other's gifts and beauty. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, doesn't get much better, right? No. It really yep. doesn't get much better. Yeah. 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 Well, Dina, this time has flown by. <laughs> I could continue to talk to you for like 16 hours, <laughs> and we wouldn't even scratch the surface. Well, it's been a blessing. Yeah.
2: So glad to do it with you in particular, Cheryl. No,
1: no. Thank you so much. So um, where can people find you and um, join with you and align with you? Um,
2: The easiest way is to go onto my website, which is... DinaMetzger.net. That's right. Really simple. DinaMetzger.net, um, and uh, maybe I spell the name D-E-E-N-A-M-E-T-Z-G-E-R dot net. And everything's there. All kinds of opportunities to work with me, or read my books, or whatever. Uh, come yes. to DARE, which is the gathering of the community. That it's just open to the community.
1: Fantastic. Well, Dina, I am so glad you were born <laughs> <laughs> to, um, to help us heal, to help us understand what healing is.
2: And to see beauty.
1: Yeah, and to see beauty everywhere. Yeah. Well, Many thank blessings. you so much. Many blessings to you.
0: This has been Passing for Normal. Conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Wilde, go to passingfornormal.com. That's passing, numeral four, normal.com. Donnie and Ursula Save the World is available in paperback, Kindle, and soon to be an audiobook at DonnieandUrsula.com. So go out and do something brave today. M Earth and I thank you.